Hey, Storm Freaks, it's Phil. Hey, we're, we're chasing storms across the globe. We've got Earth Uncut TV's James Reynolds. The same thing happened in Japan in 2014. There were a load of hikers on this beautiful volcano, you know, in central Japan on a beautiful autumn day, and the whole thing just blew up. One explosion hasn't done anything since, but sadly, it killed a lot of people. And we've been hoarding hashtag weather fools, and we're bringing out Weather Trollbot 5000. It's all an episode 178 of the storm front freaks podcast going green greenage saddle up you got it boss Hey, welcome uh, to the most entertaining weather podcast. This is the award-winning Stormfront Freaks podcast, and it's brought to you by the Atmosphere Weather app. Hey, most weather apps, you know, they're going to require you to swipe, and you got to tap this way and that way just to get all the information you want. Well, Atmosphere Weather, it provides your hourly forecast on one screen in a 24-hour clock, and it's really cool. It's got the radar right in the middle of that donut. So you can try it free on your iPhone uh, at atmosphereweather.com or your iPhone app store. Hey, thanks also to all of our, our Patreon teammates. Uh, we got a great group of people here that have been joining up, uh, but thanks for supporting the show. Uh, we've, we've got our VIPs in the studio, all three. We've got Dan and Garrett and Angela here tonight. Um, I'm looking to see if we've got anybody checked in yet on uh, YouTube, but uh, you can also join our Patreon team. We've got multiple levels of perks, exclusive merch. Uh, you can find our Patreon link at stormfrontfreaks.com. And uh, thanks for everybody that's joined the team. I also want to share with you uh, that, that all of you listening or watching, we need your help. Uh, we don't we don't ask for a whole lot of help for things, but we probably should. Uh, but, but this That's is definitely an one. oversight. <laughs> yeah, but this is definitely one. Uh, we, we ask you to go to stormfrontfreaks.com. There's two things we want you to do there. Number one, uh, Greg has been putting together a really cool uh, website, and and he keeps kind of uh, making it better every time he jumps on, and and I love it. So Greg, thank you. But uh, he's got a new sir, uh, a new question. What do you? Oh, Poll. Sorry, a poll, right? Is that what you call it in yeah, Canada? So it's yeah. called a poll. Uh, what's your favorite state in the U.S. to chase in? And so you can go on there and, and join the poll and let us know that. But the other thing we really need you to do is we have a quick little four-minute survey that we're trying to get as many people to help us out with as possible. And that's right at the, the stormfrontfreaks.com, right on the homepage, right at the top. If you can uh, go through that four-minute survey... And at the end, you can leave your uh, email address if you'd like and enter a prize drawing uh, for we're giving away some Midland radio pro uh, products. There's a trucker cap. There is a handheld uh, weather radio. There's uh, some Stormfront Freak swag, a, a water bottle and stuff. But we'd really appreciate uh, if you could complete that. Thanks for everybody that already has. You're the best. Um, uh, but we're just trying to get information about maybe what we should be doing in the future. So thanks for doing that. And if you've listened to the show, you know it's always happy hour when we record, and it's also a great way to find out which of our co-hosts are joining us tonight. So uh, let's go around the horn, find out who's here and what they're drinking. MJ up in Minnesota, our Skywarn uh, County Coordinator. What are you drinking, sir? 
Well, it's what is N MJ's refrigerator tonight? And I found a uh, <laughs> Sam Adams Jacko uh, pumpkin ale. Still oh, wow. mm, yum. Fresh. Al alcohol gets better the longer it stands, right? Or sits or, yeah, that's, that's what I hear. All right. Uh, Jen Watson, our, our weather channel contributor and former meteorologist. What are you drinking? Um, I am drinking, you guys can't get upset at me. Um, just hot chocolate <laughs> and coffee. Uh, but Phil, Phil watched me drink and Dan. It's true. In person at the it's national true. storm chaser summit. I, I yep. did drink. Yes, she did. Yeah. It was good. What'd you like? How, did you just have one? What? what I had two. What'd you, you did. You I had, had two. two. Okay. This is legit. Ooh, she did. Drinks. All right. All right. She did. All right. Uh, Brady Harris, our uh, atmospheric science grad. What, what are you drinking, Brady? Jen, I'm just, I'm loving that because I used to be that person that they would always be like, are you actually drinking? And so I'm just glad you're here. So they don't do that to me anymore. Uh, but I'm, I'm drinking a nice uh, LeBlat blue in honor of LeBlat our Canadian. blue. In honor of our Canadian brothers, I'm a couple of margaritas deep, so hopefully I hold it together. But that's what I'm drinking. I love it. <laughs> LeBlat, read, read that label again. What What's the brand? Okay, I realize now it says Labat, but there you go. I will always call it LeBlat from now on. That's It would only be fitting if you did. All right, uh, Greg Johnson, our storm chaser up in Canada. What are you drinking, well, Greg? Well, Phil, it's March, and that means springtime up here in Canada. Uh, it's only minus nine Celsius today, so I'm having a uh, pina colada. Wow! Yeah, minus but I nine. Yeah, but I but I mix it uh, differently. No, Mine okay. is uh, Canadian whiskey <laughs> and Coke. <laughs> nice. They, the they drink a like. little different up there in Canada. <laughs> they do. So, all right, uh, Greg, who do we got tonight? Let's get to James. Well, we've got uh, a real special guest with us tonight, gang. Uh, James Reynolds uh, grew up in the UK, lives in Japan. He's a global storm chaser, and he chases everything cyclonic, uh, volcanoes, and cold weather. Ooh, weird. James is the founder of Earth Uncut TV, uh, appears on uh, global news reports, licenses, Footage to productions ranging, ranging from weather documentaries and even, guys, imagine this, the movie Sharknado has some of James's uh, footage. Hopefully, James, was it the uh, footage uh, the, of actual sharks flying around in the air? Is that what you got? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> That's still on my uh, top uh, to get shot list. Now, it was uh, unfortunately some kind of kind of random boring shots through uh, the windscreen but no definitely a peak of my career uh, credit wise <laughs> right on so you and i have been uh, following each other for a while and uh, you know obviously we took a little bit of time off during covid um, but you've been in uh, japan now uh, for 6 years is that right 6 6 years yeah ago? yeah in so uh, how so... how does a guy from the uk tell us that story how do you end up in japan yeah, it was, it's been a long circular route. So basically, uh, when I was in college, uh, I, I did Chinese studies. And part of those studies took me to Taiwan back in 2005. Um, I kind of fell in love with Asia, spent some time in China. Once I graduated, uh, I was uh, living in China for a while, just kind of hanging out, trying to figure out what I wanted to do in life. Um, and that's where I got a job in video and, and TV production there. Uh, met a lovely uh, woman who I eventually married. We moved to Hong Kong. 
uh, raised a family there. And then, yeah, six, six years ago, we moved to, to Tokyo, where my wife was uh, originally from. So it's, it's been this kind of random circular route, uh, which has brought me here. So, okay, Cyc cyclones, we get the typhoon thing. We, we understand that. We're going to get to that. Uh, you know, volcanoes, we, I think we can all imagine what's going on there. Greg, I don't think I can. I think I'm going to need some more on that. <laughs> I know, I need to We'll get to that. it, but start James with cold weather. What the hell does an extreme weather guy shoot when it comes to cold weather in Japan? Well, I, I, this completely was not on my radar before I moved here. And a lot of people I don't realize, I don't think realize that Japan is, and I'm just going to come out and say it, the snowiest country in the world. Um, mm -hmm. Let's really? see, Tokyo gets no snow. Tokyo really? gets no snow, maybe once or twice a year. You drive three hours north of here, I'm talking, what, 150 miles? And you're in the snowiest towns in the world. I'm talking about... Like, give, give us some place, numbers. Give us numbers. Uh, how, how many you know, feet? Towns, how many meters of snow? Oh, geez, uh, ten meters. So what's that? Thirty feet. <laughs> wow. feet. Thirty feet. Yeah. Yeah. Easily. And we're not we're not talking about mountain villages at ten thousand feet. We're talking about urban areas with major railroads, highways, tens of thousands of people living in these towns and cities, which get buried in snow every year. And when I came, you know, I grew up in the UK. We don't get snow there either. If we do, it's you know, one inch of horrible slushy crap. So I was like a kid, <laughs> you know, oh my gosh, I got all this snow on my doorstep. I love snow. I'm going to go play in it as much as possible. So yeah, <laughs> wow. it's kind of my annual pilgrimage. I James, how's their infrastructure? Is is it like, like, do they handle snow? Well, I'm assuming they, I mean, if they get 30 feet a year, that's, they've got to have, you know, yeah, good plows it's, and stuff, right? it's it's amazing like japan has a very expensive highway toll system which i always grumble about until the winter when you are in the middle of a massive sea effect snow outbreak and most of the time the highways stay open and you see these convoys of the coolest machines you know huge snow plows rotary chucking machines and just this amazing effort that it puts into keeping all the infrastructure open it is not only amazing to just witness firsthand but it, it makes life a, a lot easier obviously when uh, when the big snow is falling so yeah they handle it like absolute bosses here so james i have to ask you um transitioning a little bit to volcanoes let's talk about that and what sure. you know like sparked your fancy because we've got, you know, a lot of, you know, chasers and, and videographers that they focus, you know, solely on like hurricanes, tornadoes, but volcanoes, like how did you get started into that? Well, when I was a kid at school and everything, this was kind of pre YouTube and internet days when you were kind of getting an exposure to you know, amazing natural things happening. It was usually on like the Discovery Channel or a VHS of some kind of documentary on, you know, the natural world. And usually the weather and the volcanoes and the earthquake stuff was usually all lumped together into kind of one, like a series or a single show or something. So that kind of getting exposure to all that at once kind of just made me fascinated in all of it, really. Um, but it, obviously it wasn't until I moved to where there are volcanoes because there aren't any in the UK that I was like, wow, you know, living in Hong Kong, it's only, you know, what, an hour and a half's flight to the Philippines where they have volcanoes. So it, it just seemed like a natural extension to 
the whole typhoon thing because the typhoons hit where volcanoes are erupting. So I was like, oh, okay, well, this is kind of should, should be, uh, I should check out. And then, yeah, once you see a volcano erupt in person, it's, uh, you know, it's easy to get hooked. They're quite incredible. James, how do you how do you even chase that? Sorry, go ahead, Jen. Uh, I think we're gonna say the same thing, right? How do you even chase that, right? I mean, is, there's it's not a, weather a, models for volcanoes, right? I mean, we're not talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's. You know, I, I suppose it is a bit like the weather. There's a certain amount of, of kind of risk and opportunity to bust a lot with volcanoes, uh, which I'm sure the you know the chases in the tornado scene are very familiar with as well. Um, and this was something I wasn't really used to when I first started. My expectations for how easy it was going to be to chase and film volcano. I was like, ah, oh, well, when a volcano erupts, it does it for days and weeks and it's going to be straightforward. No, it's, it's quite complicated. You can have massive, huge eruptions, which, you know, grab all the world headlines, crazy footage. And then it's all over in a matter of seven or eight hours then I turn up at the volcano and it doesn't do anything for weeks. So that's, that's quite common. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's just keeping an eye on the weather, uh, the volcano observatories. Um, many of the volcanoes have amazing webcam systems now. So you can, you kind of need to get to know each volcano's personality, get an understanding of the kind of activity that takes place there. And then, you know, just take a punt at it and jump on a flight and see what happens. So uh, James, Tell us about the coolest, maybe the most, the scariest, the the most interesting volcano that you've ever photographed or or or, or shot. That's uh, that's that's a great question. I think there's there's two which spring to mind immediately. The first was uh, back in 2010 in Indonesia at uh, a volcano called Merapi, which is uh, a very notorious volcano in Indonesia. It, it erupts quite regularly. And unfortunately, it's it's a very populated volcano. There's a lot of villages on the flanks of it. So it, it when it does erupt majorly, it can it can cause big problems for the local people. But yeah, there was a big eruption back in <clears throat> 2010. And I was staying at a village on the north side, about three or four miles away from the volcano. And we'd spent the whole day traversing around the signs, getting shots of it. The weather was great, not much going on. And then to wake up in the middle of the night with someone pounding on my door, it's erupting, it's erupting. I'm like, what's going on? Come outside. And then you can just see kind of in the moonlight. And then there's lightning, just this massive plume of volcanic ash just towering above you. That was freaky. But then you got all the, just the chaos of the village. It was like something off uh, the movie Dante's Peak, which if you haven't seen, I highly recommend it. It's a good one. Um, it was just insane. <laughs> that's that's People... Twister for Volcano Chasers, by <laughs> yeah, the way. <laughs> perfect, wow. perfect analogy. Yeah, no, people just fleeing in a panic, uh, going in all directions. It was complete crazy sensory overload. Um, and that, that was like a, whoa, that was my first real... Okay, this, this volcanoes are the real deal. Um, and another great one was in, in Japan in 2017, uh, a place called uh, Kirishima. Uh, and basically, it looked like there was a bit of unrest. So I, I kind of hiked up to a neighboring crater where you have a great view. It's, it's a volcano with lots of different craters. Most of them are extinct, and then there's active areas. Um, yeah, I, I got up there one morning. The weather was beautiful. The volcano was 
letting off a bit of steam and then suddenly I was just me on the side of this mountain. The whole thing just went off and the whole oh process took about an hour and it was just amazing to witness from just this little bit of steam coming out of this crater to this full on volcanic eruption taking place in front of me. It was just, whoa, <laughs> this is a real privilege and something quite amazing to, to witness. Wow, James, that's amazing. So what do you bring when you actually, you know, go to see these volcanoes? Like, do you Good bring like, a breathing mask? A, a, lo a long lens. Is there yeah, any other special um, equipment rather than like, you know, what you would typically do for like cold weather, typhoons, all that? Yeah, I've been wearing face masks long before COVID came along. <laughs> because, um, <laughs> volcanic ash is 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 a really is very nasty. You want to protect yourself from that. So goggles, volcanic ash, uh, a face mask to stop the ash getting in. Because ash isn't like ash you get in your fireplace. It's It's actually lots of basically like tiny shards of glass in a powder form. So it, it's not stuff you want to be breathing in, in, in large amounts or getting in your eyes. Um, and then, yeah, a, a, a telephoto lens <laughs> and a drone <laughs> these days as well. Drones are great. You know, sending a drone into a volcano, an erupting crater is, is, is a lot of fun. And they yield some pretty cool shots. <laughs> James, how do you, how do you know when you're in danger? I mean, yeah. have you ever been yeah. like, I'm too close or, I guess have you have you gotten to the point where you can like read the signs of a volcano and be like, hey, I know it's erupting, but you know it's not going to blow up the whole mountain that I'm on. You know, how, like how do you know that? Well, it's it, there's always there's always an element of of kind of the what ifs, which always goes through my mind, especially you know the volcanoes which have grabbed the headlines recently, most notably like what's going on in Hawaii and and Iceland over the last. Uh, year or so, and which a lot of chasers have gone over and filmed, is is very very different kind of eruption to the ones which I go after. So the Hawaiian, the uh, Iceland eruptions are usually kind of pretty mild, easygoing lava eruptions. Basically, there's not so much of an explosive element to it. The volcanoes I like to go after are, are the kind of the nasty ones, which which are prone to explosions, and and it does add that extra element of as I just said, what if? Um, but yeah, it's, it's really just a case of keeping a, a, a decent distance. Um, I know that sounds obvious, but sometimes you can, you can kind of end up getting a bit closer than you should do. So James, um, do, but, do you, do you, do you uh, uh, look at the, the, do you watch the news and see something like what happened in New Zealand, uh, the white Island? Uh, and, and I mean, some yeah. incredible footage that came out of that from, you know, just bystanders, which obviously there's going to be a lot more of that than guys like you running around doing it. But, um, do you get that sort of that moment of crap? Like I should have been there. Like, did you have any inkling about that one as an example? Well, that's, that, that's the, the white Island incident, which is a, an offshore volcano in New Zealand. It, it, and this is something which this is a phenomenon which has a habit of catching a lot of people unguarded and can be responsible for a lot of the volcano disasters you hear about in the news. It's basically completely unexpected steam-driven eruptions. So these volcanoes have lots of water seeping into them, you know, from the rain or whatever. Uh, and that can kind of cause a buildup of steam and pressure, which can just cause steam-driven explosions. It's not necessarily due to lava 
uh, kind of coming to the surface, but just water and hot rocks mixing is, is dangerous. The same thing happened in Japan in 2014. There were a load of hikers on this beautiful volcano, you know, in central Japan on a beautiful autumn day, and the whole thing just blew up. One explosion hasn't done anything since, but sadly it killed a lot of people. So it, it's a real risk. But there, you know, this question actually reminds me of something which really was a very unexpected I don't know if close call is the right way to describe it, but uh, Krakatoa, you, you, yep. you might have heard of that, uh, that notorious volcano in Indonesia. Well, uh, that's been very active for many, many years now. And I was there in 2018 in the summer, uh, sending the drone over. It was spectacular uh, explosive eruptions, pretty small. We were camping out on a beach about two or three kilometers away from the volcano. Uh, had such a good time on that trip with my with my buddy, drinking beers, droning volcanoes, swimming, you know, absolute just paradise for me. Um, and then December, six months later, the whole volcano collapsed into the sea. You know, it, it triggered a 30-meter wow. tsunami, which destroyed, you know, vast swathes of uh, those nearby islands. You know, you imagine being hit by a 30-meter tsunami. Uh, the tsunami reached the populated coastlines of, of the big islands of Indonesia and, and sadly killed a lot of people. But it was just when I was there at the time, the whole concept of that whole volcano just sliding into the sea just didn't exist. So, yeah, there are these kind of unforeseen circumstances which, you know, sometimes you really can't prepare for or, or even anticipate which exist with them. So, yeah, they're, they're, they're scary beasts sometimes. So James, let's transition to typhoons. I would love to know um, what is like the largest or strongest typhoon that you've actually chased. Um, and maybe like one of the scariest moments that you experienced with typhoons. Cause I know a lot of times you go there and it's completely different than chasing tornadoes, right? Where you can escape, but a typhoon, I mean, hundreds of miles, you know, wide. So what has that been like? Yeah, the uh, uh, well, without doubt, it has to be Super Typhoon Haiyan, which which hit the Philippines uh, almost ten years ago now. In in it was a late season. Yeah, uh, it struck the central Philippines on November eighth, which is is late in the season. Overall activity does start to wind down around that time of year, but when the storms do form, they can be vicious and really really nasty. And Haiyan was just the, uh, an apex Westpac super typhoon. It was, I, 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 I hate to say it, but you know, if there was another category beyond five, it would have existed in that. I think the JTWC had the peak intensity at 170 knots, oh, which in, in, uh, in miles per hour, I don't know, but it's well into the 200s, uh, 230 mm. or something. I, I, I'm, I'm not sure off the top of my head. And yeah. it didn't weaken much before landfall and tragically it was just all these circumstances aligned that it lined up the northern the front right quarter of the storm lined up a highly populated coastal city at the end of a small bay and it was just a recipe for a massive storm surge disaster and it, it killed uh, a horrendous amount of people but yeah to, to be in the city which was just being you know wiped out was was uh was 
you know, an eye-opening experience. It was, so what did you do to crazy. survive that, James? Like, let's yeah. forget forget the shooting for a second. Just yeah. the the survival aspect of it. Where were you? What happened? What, like, how how did that all go down? Yeah, well, we we turned up in we 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 turned up in the Philippines. You know, when you're chasing a storm, you don't really expect that. You go, okay, we're going to chase a typhoon in the Philippines as we usually do, done it many times before. And then as the chase kind of progresses, you suddenly realize, okay, right now it's a super typhoon. Got to take this very seriously. Land in Tacloban, what, less than 24 hours before landfall. And now we're looking at a very strong Category 5 typhoon and, and we're not well set up. Our hotel is literally on the waterfront, a little guest house. Okay. So we're like, this isn't going to work. Um, check out of there move to another hotel, which is a big, solid, sturdy building, three floors, whatever, right on the waterfront. That's when the JTWC 170 knots warning comes out. And we're like, well, this isn't going to work at this stage. Yeah. And this is what, eight o'clock at night, 12 hours away from landfall. There was one point during that chase, we were stood outside a closed shopping mall in town with nowhere to stay trying to figure out what to do and it was a case of well we'll just go to a sturdy concrete building in town and, and, and kind of just beg someone to to let us stay there and promise we'll be useful uh we were lucky we managed to get into a solid hotel in town eventually uh you know slightly away from the the, the waterfront it had four floors made of concrete so you got shelter from the wind and you got height from the storm surge and that served us well uh, until it didn't because <laughs> uh things things spiraled out of control quite quickly in in that storm you seem to be sweating just telling the story yeah. um i can only imagine what it was like can you give us just yeah. a little just a, a little taste of well, it was, and again, this is the, the thing with when you're in a strong hurricane or typhoon, you can do as much preparation, you could be as well prepared as you think you are. And then, you know, the, the unforeseen circumstances can crop up and you can go from being in a very solid and good situation to just being like, oh gosh, this is, this is a nightmare. So the storm surge was coming in and a lot of people were caught off guard and we I was with Josh Morgerman, who who yeah, uh, I know you've had on the podcast a couple of times, and um, another guy, Mark, who's a good friend of mine from the UK, and we were, uh, you know, doing what responsible storm chase storm chasers should do, and and just give advice and help people when when hitting the fan. Excuse my language, um, and uh, but a lot of people were freaking out. There was panic. People kind of caught in the storm surge, not knowing what to do. So. My friend Mark, he he starts waiting out there to help people, and he he gashes his leg open on a big sheet of metal which is in the disgusting, dirty water, and he's only wearing shorts. And, and I'm talking about a, a gash, what you know, almost five, six inches long, right down to his shin bone, completely splits it open, and that's when it's like, ah, all right, we're in serious trouble now. Um, thankfully, there was a there was a medic staying in the hotel who had a good, you know. Uh, a first aid kit so he was lucky to be able to get access to professional you know emergency medical medical care immediately just bandage it up clean it up but that's when the suddenly the whole kind of chase is it's just like oh we gotta we gotta get through this it's f forget the filming forget the whole weather side of things it's just right 
get through this and get out. Wow. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, on, on, on that, we're, we're going to take a short break. We've got some uh, Chaser safety tips to share, and we're going to be right back with uh, some more from James, so stay tuned. It's time for this edition of Stormfront Freaks Podcast, Storm Chaser Safety Tip. Join retired fire battalion chief Randy Denzer, EMA director Eddie Aldrin, and police officer Eric Fox as we discuss some of the most common storm chaser safety pitfalls to avoid. All right, so we're talking storm chaser safety tips. I've got Randy Denzer. He's a retired fire battalion chief. He's got over 30 years in fire service and he's a current storm spotter and public safety director for the spotter network uh, we've also got eddie aldrin he's a former law enforcement officer and current storm chaser and director of emergency management for nemaha county in kansas and last eric fox current police officer in davis oklahoma and a field correspondent for weathered nation tv so gentlemen we're going to talk a little bit about uh, team chasing basically multiple vehicle team chasing versus solo chasing as we talk about safety items to be thinking about. Randy, I'm going to start with you. I know you've got a little experience uh, caravan chasing. Uh, I guess tell us what what are some of the easy to identify hazards with uh, chasing in a caravan that people need to be aware of? Well, one of the biggest hazards is having too much fun in caravan chasing. It's too bad there's not more of it anymore, first of all, Phil. Uh, Those were the good old days. Uh, great times. Um, Safety-wise, one of the one of the uh, interesting aspects of having uh, caravan chase was that uh, the safety role, the safety officer role, was kind of passed around between the group, and so there was always somebody who was kind of dedicated into saying, "Hey, are we being safe here?" One of the biggest issues with uh, with caravan chasing is that not just getting one vehicle stuck or getting one vehicle into a problem, but getting four or five vehicles into a problem, a little bit, which is a little different than individual chasing. Cause when you're individually chasing, you just worry about yourself. If you're in that lead vehicle on a caravan chase or team chasing, you need to make sure that where you're going, there's plenty of room to turn around for a whole group of vehicles. It's a, it, it can be a, a quite a task. One of the, one of the biggest uh, safety items, I think for, caravan or team chasing communications between the vehicles using whether it's a CB radio, ham radio, or some type of radio and making sure that uh, all actions, you know, whether you're going to make a left-hand turn coming up, all that stuff is actually relayed to the whole team. So everybody knows exactly what's going on and you're all on the same page. Eddie, uh, I want to jump to you, talk a little bit about uh, solo storm chasing and, and what are some of the biggest safety hazards and things to be aware of if you are chasing by yourself the biggest thing when you're solo chasing situational awareness uh coming from law enforcement my previous career before the one i'm in now and eric can talk to this being uh current law enforcement is always having situational awareness when you're driving down the road and it was a lot easier when the randy and eric and i first started we were chasing with cell phones because there weren't laptops and radar in your uh, car to have to pay attention to um, things were a lot simpler back then, but with all the distractions that we have now, 
when it comes to storm chasing while also having to pay attention to actually driving. I think people now have less uh, situational awareness uh, when it comes to storms. Eric, how about you talking a little bit more about uh, solo storm chasing? If someone were to decide to go out on their own, what would you want to make sure that they're aware of? I, I would start off by saying I, I would try to highly advise against it, especially if you are a new chaser, just because there's so much going on in that car to keep yourself safe. You know, it, it is extremely distracting to have, you know, your cell phone nowadays. A lot of people are kind of getting away from the laptops and the, the radars on the laptops where they're looking at their phones. Well, guys, it's just as dangerous as texting and driving. So if you've got that person over there that navigating and looking at radar, well, you got somebody on the wheel, that's what should happen. But if you are by yourself, that was the question. If you're going to look at radar, pull over. Don't, don't be looking at the radar here and trying to drive. So pre-plan it. And what I, what I say pre-plan, like, okay, get in a car beforehand, before a chase, and say, hey, can I do this? Can Is things situated in the car correctly by myself where I'm not distracted, keep my eyes on the road and the atmosphere and stay safe? So practice this stuff beforehand as you're driving, as you're going to work. Hey, if I'm on a chase, what am I gonna do? Am I gonna place this here? How, you know, I gotta keep my hands on the wheel, what can I do? And just pre-plan if you're by yourself because that's gonna alleviate those distractions when you're actually on that tornado or storm. Great, great, yep, thanks gentlemen. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, so here with James Reynolds, and and James, you know, you've we've already heard uh, some great stories, and and you've you've been all over the world. I, you know, I really want to know. You pull all everything you've been doing. You pull that all together. What, what is the 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 thing you're most proud of in your chasing career. I mean, what what's the thing that you can just look back and go, man, I really worked hard for that, or I waited a long time for that, or you know, those things that you're you're most proud of. Uh, yeah, that's um, that's a good question, and I think what immediately springs to mind is uh, kind of where my work has been most useful. And we're going back to that volcano in Indonesia uh, and that Krakatau, which suffered that crazy collapse. Um, I, I watched that all unfold on the news in, in horror, but also knew that I needed to get to the volcano again as soon as possible to, to have a look at what happened and just the changes that had taken place. So uh, about two weeks after the volcano obliterated itself, I flew down to Indonesia and hooked up with my guide, jumped on a speedboat and, and headed out there with my drone and spent uh, a couple of days every day. You couldn't camp out there because everything had been wiped out, but uh, and was, wasn't one of the first people to actually do a proper 
kind of thorough documentation of, of the changes that had taken place at the volcano once the eruption had died down. And yeah, I published the, the, the footage on YouTube and the Indonesian media were kind of, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Can we, can we use the footage? I had kind of volcanologists and scientists at different universities uh, um, wanting to have access to the footage so they could do 3D models and everything. So it was, and it was a pretty scary as well because, you know, just being somewhere which had had such a, a catastrophic you know, event take place. And it's Krakatau, you know, this is like one of the most notorious volcanoes that, you know, in human history, it, it was, it was a little bit spooky as well, but it was just cool to be one of the first people to get out there and take a look uh, uh, and, you know, see a kind of your work, have a, have a positive, uh, yeah, have a positive impact. So, so James, uh, you had mentioned your friend that you chase with Mark, I think you said his name was. Yeah. Um, so over here in, in North America, you know, you're out storm chasing, there ends up being, uh, lines of vehicles, a uh, little storm chaser convergence, even with hurricanes, you know, you can look at the spotter map and there's all these little red dots to show where people are chasing the hurricanes, where they've set up for landfall. Um, are there any others doing this, uh, over in, in that part of Southeast Asia, uh, or are you the guy over there? Yeah, well, uh, there aren't there aren't many people doing this. Um, Josh comes over. Um, Josh Morgerman comes over, uh, and we've worked together in the past. It's always it's always great to catch up with him uh, when we're both on the road somewhere, you know, out of the way. Um, but yeah, there 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 aren't many people who do it regularly because it's tough. It's really tough chase turf in the Western Pacific. It, it's it's obviously North America has its its challenges, you know, specifically storm surge, uh, I think is is probably the biggest issue with landfalling hurricanes in the US. But uh, out out here, we have a lot of other things to consider, you know, massive mountain ranges. Uh, a lot of times the coast isn't accessible or you're jumping between tiny little islands, just choosing one target. Imagine being a hurricane chaser in the US and having to choose which town you're going to film the hurricane in 36 hours before. And, and you can't move. Jeez. That's what island right. chasing is like. You know, that, I think that would be unacceptable to most uh, seasoned hurricane chasers. Uh, but that's just the reality out here. So I think that does put off uh, a, a lot of people. Um, and, you know, it can be pretty lonely and intimidating at times showing up in a, in a new country, which is about to get smacked by some really violent weather and you, you don't know what's going to happen. And you've got to figure out which driving on the other side of the road and all that other stuff as well. So... Yeah, it's it's a challenge, but once you once you get into the swing of it, it's it has its kind of unique rewards, I'd say. James, what is the longest time frame that you've actually been away from home on a chase? Good question. Well, uh, a, yeah, it's sometimes, and this is kind of a uniquely Western Pacific thing, but uh, sometimes the pattern sets up where you'll get one typhoon forming, so you're like, all right, I'm going to chase that one. Okay, cool, and then whilst you're in the eye wall, you're kind of checking the models and seeing what the next typhoon in four days is going to do. Yeah. So you're like, wow. I always wow. say there's, there's nothing beats being in one storm and checking the models for the next one. I kind of <laughs> just really dig that. It kind of makes me excited. Um, <laughs> and yeah, no, there was one back in 2013 where, where Josh and I were chasing together and we, we did three typhoons in the space of one week. 
it's not the same storm this is three different typhoons wow. uh, but I, you know i got young kids so i try and keep the the trip short and sweet so I'll, I'll always try and hop back if I can, even if it's just for a couple of days, just to check in with the family and then hop off again somewhere else. So. Your kids know what you do. <laughs> I'm starting to an interest in it. I don't force it because I don't want to be one of those dads like, you got a storm chase kind of thing. But now, nah. <laughs> Oh, one of those dads. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of those dads out there. <laughs> oh, man. Well, actually, it's probably better than you got to be a lawyer, you know. <laughs> um no, they're, they're curious. And, um, you know, I've taken my, when he was about four, I took my older boy to a, a volcano with my dad. So there were three generations of us watching a, a volcano erupt in Japan. Wow. So that was kind of cool. <laughs> so <laughs> with, uh, with your, with, let's go back to the kids for a second. <laughs> Did, have you ever, have you ever done like career day at their school? <laughs> I, I did at my niece's school i think when she was like seven <laughs> came in i'm like hey kids wow. want to do something slightly different uh that was fun but yeah I, I i i often keep what i do quiet just because it's so weird i kind of prefer to be the mystery man amongst like my neighbors and 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 you know random acquaintances around here because and especially i think being a foreign guy in Japan, <laughs> you have to get, you know, the occasional strange look here. And I, if I then went on to explain what I do for a living, I think they would just think I'm totally, totally mad. <laughs> well, you kind of are totally yeah. mad, James. Just so, you know. so, so I want to know this, James, totally mad. You were briefly talking about the last time you were in the States, um, but it sounded like it was a pretty short stay. What all happened there and when was this? Yes, that's... Um, yeah, it, it's a it, this is a mad pursuit uh, doing this. Um, so yeah, back in back in my last visit to the US was back in 2019 during Hurricane Dorian. So I was due to meet up with with Jim Eds, who's a, who's a veteran hurricane chaser. Because yeah, I don't know if you you remember, but it was looking like it was going to be a really serious impact on east coast of Florida. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I'm going to fly over and chase this. So I turn up at the uh, Narita Airport in Tokyo, and the flight's delayed, what, an hour or something? So, yeah, shouldn't be a problem. Land in Dallas, stuck on the plane for two hours. So I'm like, ah, okay. Missing my connecting flight to Pensacola to meet up with Jim. Ah, we'll figure that out. No connecting flight for days. I'm like, okay, so I will... (laughs) Book a flight. Oh no, I'm looking at the models, and then suddenly it's looking like, oh, is it going to hit Florida? Is it going to miss the Bahamas? I suddenly have this. I'm going to do something a little different and try and chase Dorian in the Bahamas. So I end up booking a flight to Marsh Harbor in the Bahamas and, and choose that as my 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 chase location. Get up the next morning, and American Airlines just you know I don't I don't want to swear, but they just <laughs> mess me around so much. They don't open the check-in early enough and I don't check in in time. And then the next flight is delayed because they don't have a pilot, blah, blah, blah. So I basically, I end up in Miami having missed the last flight to the Bahamas, um, mm. kind of understandably frustrated and very annoyed and throw a little bit of a internal temper tantrum and like, I'm not staying in Florida to film this. I'm going <laughs> home. So yeah, I spent 20 hours in the U S just to fly straight back to Tokyo. 
Um, and then two days later, ended up catching a Category 4 in Okinawa in a stadium eye. So there you go. That's kind of wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Sometimes. Oh, my gosh. James, do you have any tips for aspiring photographers and videographers um, that are just getting started out? or ones that have been doing it even for a while? In, in, in terms of like kind of chasing globally or just it, or filming hurricanes in um Kind in, of all of general. it, yeah, yeah. Um, I think having a supportive partner if you're in a relationship is, 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 is very, very important. Big shout out to my wife. She's just mm -hmm. been literally with me from day one because the night of our first date, I kind of had to cut short because I needed to go chase a typhoon in Vietnam. <laughs> <awesome. next> day. <laughs> so I was like, this is me. This is what you're getting. <laughs> you're cool with that. Awesome. And she it's, was. So. It's not you. It's the typhoon. <laughs> it's the typhoon. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, amazing. So I think, and I, I have unfortunately seen people's passions be crushed or held back by significant others who who don't approve so you know i think it's it's find someone you're compatible with who who embraces your passions and support that i think is a a bit of advice i haven't heard from anyone else before um but yeah it's it's and especially if you're going to chase internationally, it's just have a huge amount of patience. <laughs> Things aren't going to go to plan. Um, you know, keep your expectations low. Uh, hope for the best. Expect the worst. Uh, I, I think is is a good mindset to have when approach approaching this. You know, my success, my hit rate with typhoons is probably for every ten typhoons I chase, six I'll get into the eye wall, and four will just be a complete kind of waste of time i'm in the wrong place or something something goes wrong so pretty good percentage if i've ever seen one <laughs> well hey that's the sound it's time for our lightning round this is uh james our game show of flashy and brilliant questions <laughs> we enjoy playing with our brilliant. guests brilliant. uh ladies right and on. gentlemen tonight <laughs> we are playing one called east or west box office <laughs> Ooh. East or West box office. So, it's, so what this is, James? I I checked like what were the top twenty box office films of all time in Japan? What were the twenty box office films of all time in the U.S. and Canada? And I'm going to ask you some questions about those, and we're going <laughs> to find out what you feel like. Which, which which movies you felt were maybe the top twenty in the U.S., Canada, or which were top twenty in Japan? Okay. Does that make sense? <laughs> so now, I know you've only been in Japan for seven years, but you have to know what the top 20 <laughs> box office movies of all time in Japan are, right? <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll try this out. So um, uh, freaks can always help out. So I always tell our freaks, hey, they, they, can, they can help, but I, I don't know if I would trust them that much. But, um, <laughs> I would. but that's just me. That's just me. So here like we a, go. So here's, here's the first movie. <laughs> Here's the first movie, James, and you have to tell me: was this um, in the top twenty or or higher? R really, it, you just need to tell me: was this rated higher in the box office of Japan or higher in the box office of U.S. Canada? Does that make gotcha. sense? So the first that one's E.T. Was this a higher box office hit in Japan or uh, North America? Oh, uh, I'm gonna go North America on that mm -hmm, one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really. Whoa! You would be wrong. It was uh, it's fifteenth of all time in Japan. 
Wow. It's not in the top 20 of, of the U.S. Really? Not in the top 20? I'm surprised no. by that. I am really too good. You say so you're too off to good. a great start, James. Uh, so <laughs> we're, we're going to hit uh, Frozen 2. Frozen oh, 2. Oh. Was this a uh, higher box Ooh. office hit in Japan or, or U.S. Canada? Frozen 2. I, I'm going to go the, uh, North America again. North America. Okay. Uh, no, what? That would not be right. No way. <laughs> You're Come on, can he throw out a Godzilla? Or is that You're coming he, he would have known the answer to that if he would have had girls instead of boys. Would, All right, yeah. so let's, uh, not let's good? do this. Great. So Avatar. Avatar, is that higher oh. in the box office in North America or Japan? Well, I think that's number one ever in the in North America. So, yeah. I think that's the record of all time. It's uh yeah, so it finally I, it it might be it, it was shown in uh, IMDb, it's showing fourth in the US, eleventh in Japan. So oh, okay. definitely so higher in the US. One or two. Yeah. Well, what know. two just came out? All right, how about Titanic? Titanic. Whoa. Higher higher in Japan or North America? Oh, I'm gonna go Japan. Really? No. You'd be correct. Yes. Really? Oh, surprise. Wow. Yeah, really? third, yeah. third in Japan, eighth yeah. in the, the U.S. Yeah. Wow. U.S., Canada, North America. Both both James Cameron uh, movies yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah good yep. point. All right, uh, let's pull this one out. Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm. Oh, I'm going to go Japan. That, yeah. They had a big marketing campaign here for that one. Yeah, you would be correct. Nineteenth uh, yeah. in Japan didn't wasn't in the top twenty. In uh, you talking about America. the song, Phil? <laughs> <laughs> <That's not> a, <laughs> it was about Queen. It was about Queen. Okay. Right? Yes. We apologize. That, one, for that, was, that was a good movie. Never seen it. It was, was very good. good. I haven't seen it, oh, but uh, it looks good. All it's right. How about uh, Incredibles two? Incredibles oh. two. Sequels. Um, yeah. Uh, U.S. Uh, North America. There you go. Thirteenth. Thirteenth. Uh, how sure about Star Wars Episode Seven: Force Awakens? Oh my God! <laughs> oh, Greg, you know what? Are you got to get some like, Force Awakens, man. That movie's great. Star Wars Seven. I can't even. Is that one of the new ones or the old ones? Oh my <laughs> God! Well, it's you, the newest okay. old one. You're not a Star Wars geek, I guess, huh? It's okay. I'm the same way, James. I'm the same way. I have no idea. <laughs> the originals are great. The new ones are kind of all just blend into one. Um, I agree. Uh, Japan. Japan. Yeah, hey, uh, you were on a roll, but no, that's uh, actually number one in the U.S., Canada, I, North America. I know that was because I saw it seven what? times that first week at all. <laughs> Hold on a second, Phil. That Force Awakens is number one, really, in North America. In North, North America, not globally, but North like more America. more than Titanic and Avatar yeah. and Greg. Yeah, I'm yeah, telling that's... you, me and my yeah. friends, literally like 20 of us, we saw it like seven <laughs> times in the first <laughs> week. You so... Put it over the top. Brady, I had no idea you were such a good job, Brady. I don't like the make it at number one. Great. All right, uh, we'll do a couple more, James. How about Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets? Oh my God! Uh, Bigger box office hit in Japan or North America? We've got a whole Harry Potter theme park being built here, Japan. That's correct. Was was number ten in Japan? Wasn't uh, wasn't in the top twenty in North America? Really? All right, last one. Last one. I, I don't have a drum roll sound effect, but <laughs> Armageddon. Armageddon was in the top 20 oh, box yeah. office hits of either Japan Terrible or North film. America. Which one? Terrible. North America. 
16th, oh, number 16 in Japan. Man. It wasn't uh, oh, wasn't top 20 in North that. America. Oh, so good old Armageddon. That's right up there with Dante's Peak, I think, with uh, <laughs> famous famous movies. So great job. Great job now, on that, now, James. Phil, tell us, was there a Twister anywhere on either list? <laughs> uh, no. Wow. No. no. Not even nope, Sharknado. Not at all. But uh, hey, James, do this. Let let our uh, listeners and viewers uh, know where they can find you on social media and find all your great uh, videos. Yeah, it's um, uh, at Earth Uncut TV on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, basically. So yeah, that's where you can find me at Earth Uncut TV, or one word. Very good. Awesome. We'll tell you what. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna take another break. Uh, we're gonna be back with uh, some hashtag Weather Fools, and we got a good old visit from Weather Trollbot Five Thousand. So stay tuned. All right, guys. So of course I could not pass up an opportunity to do a gas station food review at Gas Squatch. We're here in front of this beautiful set of classic cars. So, Landon, Broken Bow, Oklahoma. Exactly, Broken Bow, Oklahoma. So I had to try the tater keg. Now, I I like kegs, obviously. I clearly I like, like kegs and I like taters. Exactly, so this <laughs> has to be good. Apparently, it's kind of like yeah. a fat tater top. I mean, yeah. it's a true. Tater Keg. Jesse, if you want to get in here, Jesse from Fort Worth Flight School is here with us. Trying to get him his first tornado. Unsuccessful today, but that means more luck in the future. Exactly. Cheers. Every profit <laughs> has to be a rich, right? All right. So one bite. Everyone knows the rules. Am I right, Dave? All right, let's try it. All right. Like a fried baked potato. Yeah. Yeah, that's really tasty. I mean, then again, I do really love like the loaded mashed potatoes for chilies. I call this one a strong seven, seven eight to seven nine. Seven eight and a half. Going to be seven point three. Okay. Seven point three. Oh my gosh! Now you have to check it out next this time you're the, on a storm chase. And this is a cool stop here. Guess what? Great stop. I saw Sasquatch sitting outside. Going up to the going up to saloon, going up for a weekend in Broken Bow, Airbnb, or going on the river or anything. Absolutely. On the, in, on the way out, and there are classic cars all over the place here. Absolutely. So remember, guys, follow me at SuckZoneBro for all of your gas station food reviews. Landon at LandonWX10. Fort Worth Flight School for all of your flight training needs. And thanks again to the Stormfront Freaks Podcast. It's Ginger Z from ABC News, and you are listening to the Stormfront Freaks Podcast. Let's take a drive under the moon. Let's take a drive under the somber sky. Let's take a drive under the moon. Welcome back, everyone. Who is that? That's who? Who am I? I'm Brady. What is this segment? This is Weatherfuls. For those that don't know, for those that are forgetful, or for those that is their first time watching or listening to this podcast, 
Weather Fools is us as the freaks. We're going out on the web, the dark web, as Phil likes to say. We're checking it, you know, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, whatever we can find. We're looking for people that did something not so smart, and it deals with the weather. I know we have some overachievers tonight. Phil has <laughs> several Weather Fools, so buckle up, everyone. Phil, who is your Weather Fool? this week hey brady it's it's been a couple episodes since we've gone through hashtag weather fool so i i've just i've been collecting them but you guys remember there was a tornado that went through new jersey uh uh, was a week ago or a couple weeks ago i I can't remember now but so this was just kind of funny i thought it was really funny but there was uh there was a news station that was interviewing a woman that had gone through this new jersey tornado thought it was really funny so here we go and then it got real dark, and then things started. I never seen the wind blew like I did. It, it, it blew so to I said, Gloria, let's get in the towel. It's a tornado. And I went, I ran in the towel. I said, Ah! I was doing like Dorothy. I said, Well, if you're gonna take me, Lord, you're gonna take me in the tub, cause I'm gonna sit here until it's over. <laughs> my sister got in the tub and me and her we was like okay we're gonna stay here and then the next thing i know everything i, I heard things going boom bam boom i said "Ooh, we're gonna go with a bam okay and then everything got quiet i said okay all right so we came back out i mean we didn't come outside we was looking the sun was out she is awesome oh my gosh okay right there that uh, that's gonna that's gonna turn into a tv show right there right there (laughs) wow that that might i'm gonna be honest that might be one of the best weather fools i've ever heard yeah Uh, for sure she's got to get a show she's got to you know get signed by someone but all right, well, I, let's switch gears. Uh, Greg, who is your weatherful this week? We're going to come back to Phil. Greg, who is your weatherful this week? Well, my I can't follow up on – mine's just a goofy car sliding down a hill in Portland. This comes from, this comes from the, the Weather Channel uh, Instagram uh, feed. This is a guy in a Tesla in Portland after a snowfall on an icy road. He's sliding down. down. Sideways. Yeah. yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. Anyway, let's move on. I can't top Phil's. Let's go. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's move on to somebody else, Brady. I mean, you, you would think the Tesla it would have some sort of like a robot arms or something that would come out <laughs> that would be able to stop it. You know, like if Elon Musk is listening to this, Elon, what are you doing? Like, he just needs some Sean Casey spikes to go into the yeah. ground. Yeah. Anchor him. Yeah, yeah. If I can play video games in a Tesla, why can't it stop from sliding down an icy hill? You know, come on. Yeah, Garrett says, know. go, go, gadget arms. That's what we do on a Tesla. <laughs> Tesla arms. Yeah, right exactly. exactly. <laughs> well, well, cool. So, uh, you know what? I, I'm going to go ahead and do mine. Um, and it's, once again, not going to be like Phil's. It's not going to be able to top that. Yeah. But, so mine, I actually just saw this. This was from a couple hours ago in Dallas. And the person driving really wasn't a weather fool until you hear her reaction to this. So, she's driving... Yeah. There is some storms going through Dallas, and I'll let it, I'll let it play right there. Driving back in Texas, or really back in Dallas. She's driving, and you can see some electrical lines kind of sparking. And then... (laughs) 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 
So she's driving and, and Nato, she was going like 40, now she's going 20, and she's got her phone just videoing the floor. Holy and she's like, oh. oh my gosh. <laughs> Let, let's go ahead and hear that again. Right when they <laughs> Oh, that sounds like James's first chase when he was uh, when he was just a young lad. <laughs> yeah, so, so so basically, it was this woman freaking out because some electrical line just it wasn't a you know legit explosion for those that can't see it, but you know her reaction was pretty gold. So, all right, well, Phil, let's head back to you for your several other weather fools. There've been people have been pretty stupid apparently. Phil, go ahead. All right, so uh, the first one I'm going to share with you is uh, on Twitter from Jamie uh, at GNUman1979, Gnu, like Gary Gnu. Uh, mm-hmm. But anyway, this I, I wanted to try and share the audio on this because it's someone that's got ice skates on, on a frozen lake or river, I'm not quite sure, but they're just kind of slowly moving around on their skates, and it's important to listen Is that cracking? That cracking. Yes. Cracking. Well, look at oh you. Oh my god, you it. can actually see you the cracking happening. Oh my, oh my god. Phil, is that a fake sound effect? I I I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Oh my god, but like you can see a crack sound effect. You can definitely see it cracking. You can see some real cracking though, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a, this does that's not seem like that's a good foolish. idea. Yeah, that's terrifying. <laughs> Oh How God, are they even they moving? Doing? I mean, like, are they are they pushing off? Is There's that, a little I mean... push. There's a little push. Oh, like you that saw is. that. That's crazy. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah, that's, that's just not smart. No, yeah. not smart at all. Like, what was our thought? Hey, let's go skate on some, you know frozen ice that's going to crack like what, what are they doing i don't know i know there's a lot of lakes that have that uh, effect where just if the conditions are right when the when the lake freezes you can get that like clear top layer and you can see right down into the lake but to have it actually cracking underneath your feet with skates on seems like a bad idea yeah yes. all right next one uh this comes from the tonight show jimmy fallon brady you'll like this one this is i i think I think Jimmy Fallon was watching some of our past shows with uh, <laughs> Brady's "What Happens Next" segments, uh, but this this oh, is yeah, uh, yeah Jim, Jimmy pulls a little uh, some weather stuff out the here. The weather has been crazy this winter. Some places have a ton of snow, others haven't gotten any. But one thing's for sure: when you're watching a weather report, you just want to skip the boring parts and get right to the important stuff. Yeah, well, it yeah. turns out you can't. For instance, if you're watching a report, you could skip this part. Good morning. Well, obviously, we're getting a nice break from the she'll rain. See, she's yeah, and you go right in, a, in canoe. a canoe. This is essentially now a part of the same. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's some guys walking by her canoe in overalls, ankle deep, ankle deep. <laughs> That's terrible. That's so terrible. Here's another example. Uh, you can skip this part. Hey, Michael, I hear you're slipping and sliding out there on the weather deck. <laughs> Take a look at this uh, wide view here of the weather deck. Yeah, okay, and standing on a deck. Part. It's just completely glazed over, and... Oh. oh! Did you see it on his head? He took a header. Oh, wow. Oh. That Brady, looked you painful. Can, you can skip this part. 58 right now in the Twin Cities. It's and we've seen this one before. 46 yes. in Hinkley, yeah. 57 in Marshall. 
And go right to this. In Winona. Ooh, and then, that's funky. This is when the video starts <laughs> copying her. The meteorologist. <laughs> video. Yeah, here's a final example. You could skip this part. All right, so I've got my trusty stopwatch, and here they snow come hill. down the hill. Bottom of a snow right hill. You probably know it's coming. Here oh comes the sleds. Oh, my God. That was a bad idea. I give him an eight on the uh, on the look to that one. Yeah, yeah the landing not so much, but the, the look was pretty good. That that was wow. a good Brady. What what happens next? Kind of a deal because <laughs> yeah. you, you kind of knew knew that that was coming. But all right, last two I've got are uh, uh, this comes from Corey Reppenhagen on Twitter. Uh, he said, "Friend sent me this video from her trip down I seventy yesterday, so you can see it's pretty slick." There's some snow, and watch this car coming up on the left. Ooh! Oh, just oh, start skidding and slipping and sliding, and oh, just thought Goodbye. they might they might pass on the right. Have you ever done that? Like when you think, oh. okay, like the the right lane oh, is really plowed well, but the left lane's not. But you think you can get by the slow traffic on the left lane? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and so a lot scary. of times you can't. <laughs> But that was dumb from the start. You can't. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so, all right, last one. This comes from uh, Thomas Nepshield, $11. I have no idea what that is, but uh, uh, said, said uh, here's a video, said, would you have acted as calm as me and watch this lightning strike? Oh, oh gosh. Was that that building what, right? Whoa. What are you thinking, like 50 yards away? Yeah, not very yeah. far. Not far at all. And if you played the audio, you'd be able to hear the click, click, click of the lightning before the strike. Jeez. That's scary. He just kept filming it. He doesn't move. I mean, that's kind of incredible. He doesn't even seem startled, really. Right. There's very small shake to that as opposed. What would Brady do? (laughs) Oh, I'd be be screaming. I would be losing my mind. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, Phil, those were uh, how many was that? Was that six? Total five. No, five. I'll I'll bring five, five or six next time. All right. Every time we're going to expect this level of uh, <laughs> this this quality as well as quantity, both every time. So, well, guys, that was uh, Weather Fools. Uh, if you want to check out those videos, we'll have them all. Just go to stormfrontfreaks.com. Look for episode one hundred and seventy-eight. All right, it is Weather Toolbot 5,000 time. This is actually one of my favorite segments of our podcast because, I mean, it's just absolutely hilarious. So if you don't know what Weather Toolbot 5,000 is, I will tell you. So Phil found her at a garage sale and we refurbished her a little bit. And basically, a lot of times, some weather reporters and meteorologists we get some not so nice weather trolls. And Weather Trollbot now, 5000, is programmed to tell us what they were really thinking when they were responding so positively and respectfully uh, when they got these nasty messages from the weather trolls. So mm. let's see what she has in store for us today. So we got we got a couple to share with you. One uh, comes from uh, one of our VIPs and friends, Dan Wallace. Uh, Dan sent us, uh, Dan probably doesn't remember this. It's probably been, been a couple months, but uh, Emily <laughs> Sutton, who is a meteorologist for KFOR Channel 4 in Oklahoma City. Uh, she, she had this um, from Susie, 
So it, she she scratched out the last name, so we couldn't tell. But it was from Susie, and Susie emailed Emily and said, "Get rid of the brown wrinkled dress. You know that you can only lose up to twenty when the baby is born. You have to work off the big." Oh, Whoa. my gosh. Whoa. I mean, with the name like Susie, I mean, it was, it was bound <laughs> to happen. We just lost all our Susie yeah, all listeners. Our, Thanks, I'm Brady. so sorry. Any Susies out there? I'm sure the Sue's is great, you know. <laughs> all right. So, so you know, as Jen said, right, all of our weather friends, they always respond if they respond. They respond really nice and professional. And so here was what Emily said. She said, hi, Susie. Uh, don't worry. The dress is a rental, but I happen to like wearing it. My doctor says my weight gain is perfectly healthy. We've waited and prayed a long time for this miracle baby, so I'm enjoying every moment of pregnancy, especially my big <laughs> She put in parentheses, my husband likes it too. Did you know that many women pay good money for a big butt? If your intent <laughs> is to bring me down, you can't. I'm full of joy now more than ever. I know hurt people hurt people. And I'm sorry you are hurting, and I hope you find your sunshine, Emily. Wow, wow. that is a that great a- response. I would just yeah. delete my Twitter account. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what? I'm out. All right, so so what we do, because honestly, that was a well-thought-out response, right? Beautiful, very professional, yeah. nice. Mm-hmm. And, and I've met Emily before, very friendly and, and full of sunshine, so it doesn't surprise me. But... I probably know, and you all know, that when you first read something like that, that's probably not what you were thinking. Mm-hmm. And so the joy of Weather Trollbot 5000 is we'll plug all this information in, and she's going to kick out what Emily was really thinking. So we got to put it in first. And then she's going to have to compute everything. <laughs> Here is what Emily was really thinking. Holy sh! Do I need to even respond to this ass nugget, Susie? Since your pie hole is already open, shove a little bit of that sunshine down your gullet. I look f-ing amazing. <laughs> that is what? awesome. Ah! What is my favorite one. S nugget. What is an S nugget? I don't know what that is. <laughs> oh, nugget. Night. Okay. <laughs> All amazing. right. So, uh, great job, Emily. We're we're behind you 100 percent on that wow. uh, first, first thought. Is on point right now. As a sister-in-law that now is expecting, I completely get it. So I thought I'd just break the news here. Lindsay is gonna have a boy. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? Actually, I'm really sorry, <laughs> Lindsay. Sure please don't. Be- it, I really hope she's not listening because I don't know if I was supposed to say that. That's the margaritas talking. That's what she'll just be, tell her. That's she'll the margaritas be thrilled talking. that this is where the announcement happened. <laughs> tell someone. I had to tell it. I'm exactly. sorry. I had to tell it. All right. And and what would Trollbot be? Uh, would not be complete if we didn't have something from uh, Ginger Z. Oh, so this is uh, this is from Gary Capatosti. Capatosti. Toasty. I don't know. It was on Twitter, but uh, we're not afraid to put people under the bus, Gary. Uh, But this was to uh, Ginger Z, who's the chief meteorologist at ABC News. So here's what he said on Twitter. He said, Ginger, lose the new hairdo. You're a pretty woman, but that doesn't look good at all. So Ginger responded. She's good at responding to this stuff, but she responds really nice as always. She said, hey, had a lot of practice, Phil. (laughs) (laughs) She said, thanks for your opinion, Gary. The great part about it is I like it. And so do lots of other folks. 
and it's hair. It changes and grows, it falls out and it grays. It doesn't define who we are. It also doesn't change my ability to communicate my science. Have a great day. Nice. Wow. Well done. Very, very, very well. Good. Well, let's, uh, let's, enter, let's go ahead and enter that into Trollbot. <laughs> exactly, thank you. This will be good. <laughs> Here is what Ginger was really thinking. I love how my weather communication is getting through to nutbags like Gary. This <laughs> wants to tell me about my hair. Hair changes all the time, so suck it, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing oh my god she's on fire tonight we just need to yeah keep it rolling oh, oh she's we on fire we love weather troll but she's <laughs> on fire so anyway so uh emily and and uh ginger we love you keep rocking it uh uh we love what you're doing so all right uh mj Send me a postcard drop me a line You've got mail, baby, yeah. Yeah, we got mail. Yes, we got some love from all of you out there uh, the last couple of weeks. And we started off with Morgan, uh, who simply says, love you all so much. So, Thank you, Morgan. Uh, thank That's you, good. Morgan. Right Hopefully back. no notes from Susie, right, MJ? <laughs> right no back at you. I don't think so, no. Okay, that's no. good. That's good. <laughs> no, we move on to Billy Bowling uh, on Twitter. I uh, was responding to a, a story, Brett Adair, uh, uh, had 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 tweeted and billy says i've heard this story on stormfront freaks a few times now never gets old so, oh love that. Right on. so Very paying good. attention that's a, that's paying a cool attention name. billy bowling i mean that's billy bowling yeah yeah name my kid that and <laughs> that's that's the margarita talking <laughs> brady careful <laughs> careful or not my kid it's my sister-in-law that's right <laughs> careful is right oh, sorry all right let's move on to clarence smith <laughs> who uh, checked in on Twitter, and there was a discussion going on about weather-themed beers. And Clarence says, do you listen to Stormfront Freaks? There's usually a weather-themed beer mentioned every episode. I like Cold Core Brewery. Sounds refreshing. Right on, Cold Core. I'm all about the beer. That's perfect. Yeah. Yes. I'm all about the Cold Core Funnels. So, <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Clarence. Uh, our friend Lori Grace checked in a couple of times. Uh, the first one was listening to a great episode of Stormfront Freaks podcast covering the 2023 National Storm Chaser Summit. If you don't follow, you should. So Love really appreciate that. Thank you, Lori. Great some... guest, too. Absolutely. Yeah, she's great. Yep. And and she goes on. So I told you we were getting some love. She says, just love the good vibes when I listen. Listening to the podcast sets the tone to look forward to more fun with friends this chase season. Right Aww. on. So, I love that. That's beautiful. Yes. Um, Appreciate it. Thanks, Laurie. Uh, Lunalite checked in, our friend from Germany. We haven't heard from, from for a little while. Uh, and she has, I, I guess, what would be a uh, WX resource, perhaps. So I'm going to ask folks, have, have, and she says, have you ever had the R-A-M-M-B tools on the show? Does that ring a bell with anybody? No. Um, I don't That's know. The, uh, it's the regional and mesoscale meteorology. Easy for me to say. Easy. Regional <laughs> and mesoscale meteorology branch. Uh, hmm. It's part of NOAA. It's in Fort Collins, Colorado. Um, and if you just uh, if you just Google RMMB, it's really the first thing that'll come up. Um, she says, "I highly recommend the slider. It's a it's a satellite. It's for sat uh, she says for the satellite geeks." Uh, oh, nice, nice. Yeah. So uh, if there's a there's a 
WX resource. You, you know, know I, I think it's thing. worth having having someone from there on the show just so we can all try to explain <laughs> what that acronym stands for. <laughs> yes, I can try and read that. The first thing that came up was a, a die cast metal decorative surface mount remote. RRMB remotes provides exceptional light output. Can you mute them? Mute them, Just just mute them. All right. And then we've got Adam Skinner, uh, and uh, Adam Adam checked in and is working on a new storm chasing game, uh, and so he had tweeted about that, and I believe Phil probably retweeted it, and so uh, Adam says back to us, "Thanks so much for the retweet, Stormfront freaks. Love the podcast. Keep up the great work, and I can't wait to show you more about our 3D weather verse. So it's uh, it's a, a 3D storm chasing game that they're working on." And uh, and that's that's the freak fan box. Thanks everybody. Perfect. Cool. Yeah, it's been a couple of weeks, and and uh, obviously, obviously, I always appreciate when you take the time and and you guys write those written reviews, whether it's on Apple Apple. See, I, I'm Brady. I should have you uh, finish up, but uh, <laughs> whether it's on Apple Podcast uh, or or anything else, you can also reach us via email questions at stormfrontfreaks.com. Or uh, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Just search Stormfront Freaks and uh, mention something there. We'll, we'll get you on the next show. So I think that just about does it for this episode of Stormfront Freaks Podcast. So thanks for listening or watching, everybody. And before we announce the guest of our next show, if you like the show, don't forget to follow the show on your podcast player so you get notified and receive the latest episodes of our show delivered right to your library the moment they get released. Find all the podcast player options at stormfrontfreaks.com and please help us out and send a friend your favorite episode. And of course, you can always subscribe to our YouTube page and watch previous versions of Storm front freaks raw which are completely unedited clearly Clearly. the best ones to watch (laughs) Uh, here you can hear all the great conversations during the during the breaks great questions from our uh, patreon vips and who knows what else gets censored out of our audio podcast just search stormfront freaks on youtube or find the link on our website and I'm going to stick with that love theme. We'd love to have you on our Patreon team. You can find a level of support that fits your budget as low as a buck a month. Visit stormfrontfreaks.com to find the Patreon link so you can join our raw broadcasts, have access to exclusive merch, or get on the waiting list to become one of our limited VIPs and be with us and our guests in the studio on every show. And don't forget to check out all the new Stormfront Freaks merchandise currently for sale for this chase season. You got to have it. Hats, T-shirts, sweatshirts, tanks. Uh, go to stormfrontfreaks.com and check it out. And Freaks, let's uh, let's find out how people can follow you guys. Greg, I'll, I'll go back to you. Start with you first. <clears throat> yep. Tornado Greg on uh, social media. And uh, check out my website, uh, cameraeasy.ca. If you've got a, a DSLR or mirrorless camera, want to learn how to use it, uh, I can teach you online. So uh, cameraeasy.ca. Very good. Uh, Jen? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at jwatson underscore WX, as well as Instagram or TikTok, Jennifer Weather. Brady? Margarita Brady? Yeah, so uh, on Instagram, I'm at Columbus Weather with Brady. And, uh, you know, you guys probably see me on CNN, Fox News, all the other sites. So check me out on those as well. <laughs> I don't watch those stations. Uh, MJ. At Mark Stormpod on Twitter. At, and it's a uh, M-A-R-C. 
at me. All right. You can find me on Twitter at our uh, Stormfront Freak account. Awesome. And then special thanks to our guest, James Reynolds. Yeah. Whoa. Thunder and applause. That's awesome. That is a big deal. Uh, I know. It's pretty epic. Well, guys, next episode, we got a pretty exciting episode for you guys. Uh, we've got director Jamie Winterstern. Also, I need the last name of Winterstern. Uh, but we've got him on our next episode joining us the night before the big premiere of his new film, Supercell, which I've seen the trailer. It looks pretty amazing. Looks awesome. Um, so check that out. Uh, we'll be talking about his storm chasing film starring Alec Baldwin. Pretty big name. Uh, and sharing some clips from the film as well. So if you're a part of our Patron members, or Patreon, <laughs> as Phil likes to say, we'll be able to watch it live on Thursday, March 16th, actually the night that we air. So check that out. The edited audio podcast will be available to everyone on opening night, Friday, March 17th. All right. And uh, I, I do want to say this before we close out. Have any of you listened to Jen's meteorologist and storm chaser affirmations? Yeah. You guys are the... <laughs> they're they're awesome. pretty good. Uh, they're one of our bonus episodes if you haven't heard that. But uh, so I'm, I'm going to uh, for James and Greg and, and uh, Dan and Brady and Jen, Garrett and MJ. I'm going to signal the all clear. We'll catch you guys next time. So good night, everybody. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. Find our bi-weekly show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast app. And watch our live and recorded shows on YouTube. For show notes, additional information about this episode, as well as past and upcoming shows, videos, photos, merchandise, and more, visit our website at stormfrontfreaks.com. While you are there, check out our live interactive storm chaser radar provided by our friends at zoomradar.com. If you would like to contact us with questions or make comments about the show, shoot us an email to questions at stormfrontfreaks.com or follow us on Twitter or Facebook. Search Stormfront Freaks. We'd love to hear from you. Join us next time and tell a friend about the Stormfront Freaks podcast.